Hello, and welcome to the Common Sense Practice Podcast, helping you build a better business from the inside out. We'll be sharing tips on marketing, sales, mindset, patient education, email list, and much more. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Shara Downey. Hello, and welcome to the Common Sense Practice. I am your host, Dr. Shara Downey, and we are direct, authentic, and patient-centered. We are here to support you in building your practice your way. You've got permission to do you. So today we're answering a question that I received this week by a nutritionist, and she's a Reiki practitioner, and now she's delving into hormone balance for menopausal women. So her question was, how do you get clear on your messaging for marketing? You know, she's got a very unique path, a very unique solution for a very small group of women. Well, actually not a small group of women. I guess at some point, every woman goes through that process. But she really wanted to be clear. She was so passionate about what she does, how she does it, the process that she takes women through, helping them have the mindset that this is a beautiful change of life and experience versus the fear of getting older. And all of the things she was saying really made sense. And it was really quite wonderful. Now, I'm someone of a natural health background. So, of course, to me, that makes sense. But not everybody is. And not everyone is so in tune with knowing that there's that many differences. So, I wanted to delve into that question of messaging or marketing because a lot of us as practitioners, chiropractors, anyone in that natural health space, we have a bit of a difficulty with that. A lot of times, the thing that we're, quote, selling is well-being or wellness or future benefit not really necessarily solving an issue right this second. And that can be really difficult initially if you really don't know how to speak to your market. Now, even using the words like selling and market and market messaging can help some of us practitioners actually feel a little bit scared or even itchy or, oh, yuck, I don't like talking that way. But at the end of the day, if you're running your own practice, you need to consider yourself a little bit in the marketer's mind. You have to really kind of align a little bit with what others are thinking. So let's delve in. Now, initially, some of the things that I see with colleagues and even myself is that when you think of marketing, the biggest fear that some of us have, oh my gosh, I have to put myself out there. I went to school for this many years. I should be able to just hang a shingle. And people say, oh, Dr. Shara, chiropractor. Yay, let me just go there. You know, it's that fear of putting ourselves out there. It's real. Again, fear, right? And you are worried about being judged by your colleagues or patients or just people in general. And, you know, you worry about the content you put out. Oh, I have to fact check 17 times and put 17 studies on this to make sure I'm absolutely accurate. And it just does your head in. It can be mind-blowing. <laughs> and it's also causing paralysis. And so a lot of times, you know, you have the great intention of being very consistent and getting your message out there, but you just stop and you get scared. And so I've been there and I know many of you have as well. And so one of the things I want to cover today is maybe some simple ways to think of answering certain questions that may help you with your marketing that makes it more easy, more simple, right? And makes more common sense. 
So the other thing as well is that nowadays there's so many practitioners and there's a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram and all over the place marketing that you just are a little afraid of getting above the noise, you know, making yourself stand out. Everyone has a spine picture and everyone has a, you know, a muscle massage exercise, something amazing that they practice in. And it can be a little daunting. So, of course, the other thing is that sometimes we assume because we're excellent at what we do, everyone with a spine should come to us and everyone with a body should be looked after us. And so some of these are very confusing to our message and very confusing to the people that want to come see us. You know, even the patients that we have under care that say, I have a sister-in-law, I have a brother, I have a father, someone I want to refer to you, but they're not clear on what to say about you also. And you want to arm them with enough information so that they can help market for you. They're out there getting referrals. Now, that's a topic for another day, which I love, which we will get to another day. <laughs> but I just really wanted to encourage you guys because I know that fear is out there and it causes us to stop short. So the first thing is that passion for what we do and what we love to do. We have to translate that for our patients because let's be honest, we will listen when we hear something that's in it for us. That's called being human, guys. Most human beings will listen and do and act when something is relative to them. So the other thing is you have to consider what are the words that your patients are using for what it is that they're looking for. So for example, if you have a family under care, or, you know, moms or dads or sport athletes, whatever. Think about words that they're using when they're talking to you about, A, how you've helped them or what they were looking for when they came to you, what you kind of solved or a solution you provided for them. Start to listen in your practices because you'll be really surprised at what it is they think you do and what you're doing for them. It could be completely different than what you think you're doing. And that's also okay, because at the end of the day, what they're saying is going to help you in the marketing. We know so much, guys. Our brains are on overload. We've studied, we've slept and not slept and ran and done exams. And all of that has kind of put us into a different position when it comes to our knowledge. Our patients haven't had that experience and nor do they want to, actually. <laughs> they're trusting you to be the professional. But that also means that they're not going to be able to necessarily get to the depth of the information that you have right away. So you have to meet them at their level. That's kind of step number one. The other thing is you want to know who you are serving. And the reason I bring that up is a lot of us, we've got fantastic services and fantastic skills, but they're not for everybody. Why? Because you are not everybody, right? You've had your own unique experiences, unique life, your own personality, and who you are as a person. You're going to attract a certain kind of person. That's why you're here. You were put here to help certain people, right? You're not going to help everyone. Not everyone will be attracted to you. So I want you to feel a win. I want you to feel encouraged. I want you to find the people that you're supposed to serve. I don't want you to try and serve everyone because then you're going to get disappointed. And it's discouraging, actually. So I want you to look through the practice that you have now and ask yourself, kind of take stock. Who am I serving? 
Who's coming here? Who am I helping? Who's sticking around? Who is referring to me? Because these are the people that are attracted to you. Now, over time, that might change. And if you've been in practice a long time, it's actually quite a chuckle. (laughs) I would encourage you to look at who you were working with when you first started practice and who's now making up the majority of your practice. Because it kind of tends to follow a little bit of the makeup of where you are in your own life, right? And it is a bit amusing. So if you need a good laugh, I would encourage you to do that because it's quite funny sometimes. I look at people that I used to serve in the beginning. I was so scared as a new practitioner. I didn't want to start my own practice. I like hid my head under blankets. If it wasn't for my dear husband, I don't know that I would have ever taken the leap in starting my own business. And I just was like, oh, oh, I just want to help whoever needs help. You know, someone will know it will, it will work. It will grow. (laughs) Kind of that leap of faith, like people will cross that field to find you. And, you know, some of those people in the beginning, we helped and then we served. But at the end of the day, those weren't my people. And when I look at my practice now, I've got patients that I've been with for over 10 years and they knew me before I was married and knew me before kids. And now they've seen that transition. And you know what? They may have been with me for a couple of years before and not really referred. And now let's say I have a family. So now all of a sudden their family's coming or they've referred family or referred friends who have family, you know, so that makeup and that ability of connection has changed over time as well. So really take stock in who you're serving now, because it will help you to know who's attracted to you and vice versa, who you're attracted to. (laughs) Who do you like to work with? You know what? Everyone can walk through your door, but not everyone's your kind of people. And so you may find some people a little more challenging, a little more difficult, and they may be people that should be served by someone else, (laughs) right? The other thing I want you to consider, and this can be so scary for us, is going small. What do I mean by that? Look smaller into the target of people you're working with because we aren't here to serve absolutely every single person on the planet. And so when you go small and get very, very, very specific about who it is that you're working with, you will find that you have bigger results. You have greater connection. People are understanding your message. They're understanding your care plans. They're staying in care longer. They're listening to your recommendations. And quite frankly, that is fantastic for them, but also for you as a practitioner. Oh, it feels wonderful to know that you're making a massive impact in someone's life. Let's be frank. Our confidence goes up when we know that someone's listening to us and that they're getting what we need to share. So go smaller to get bigger results. So think about this for a moment, guys. When we're scared of marketing or getting our message out there, or we do it once, it didn't work, and oh, hands finished. I'm not doing that again. The inconsistency, what is it costing you? What's it costing you by doing nothing or kind of doing it once in a while and getting afraid and running away? I want you just to consider that because when it comes to messaging and getting ourselves out there, it's not as easy as it used to be because people are bombarded by messages every single day, every day. And probably a lot by a chiropractor or a naturopath or a physiotherapist or anyone in that natural health space. So you need to kind of get past that filter for them, which may take you a few times. Might be 10, might be 100, might be 500 times. It might take some consistent automatic work that happens over and over and over. Repetition, right? 
what do we tell our patients? One adjustment is not going to cure you, <laughs> right? We know that it's taken in years of damage to them and their lives and their spines and their bodies that has created the situation they're in. So we know that usually one session is not going to cure them. It's the same with your messaging. One single post, one single show, one single talk is not necessarily going to move the needle, if you will, because they may or may not have really fully understood you. They've just had that primary exposure. They've just had that experience with you, and now they need more. And the great thing about consistent content, although you may not think it's actually making impact, people are devouring it. They're finding out more about you. They're finding out more about what you do and how you can help them. And you know what's also fantastic is your current patients can refer people to that content, right? Anyone who's a little shy, maybe they're a little leery about trying your services. Wouldn't it be fabulous if your patients could say, oh, my chiropractor, you should listen to her podcast, her video show, whatever it is, or here are some exercises that she sent me on video, or here is her website, or here's her Facebook page with her weekly, monthly, whatever it is that you're providing for content. And then people will have that chance to really get, in know, get to know you, have a bit of a touch or experience with you, and that fear will dissolve. And you will find that once they actually make that phone call and come in for that consultation, it is so easy. Yes, that's right. It's easy because they've had that experience with you. It's not so cold. It's already a bit of a warm lead, as they say. They've already had a bit of a touch with you. So when they come in, they're going to feel very familiar with you like they know you. So I often do health talks as part of my marketing or promotion. Well, I think you've already guessed. I like to talk. <laughs> so I do. I love to do health talks and primarily because I really love that connection and that interaction. So for example, if I go to a corporation and I do a lunch and learn as they call it, or a health talk over the lunch hour, it could be on a multitude of topics. I usually give them, let's say nine to 12 different topics. And you know, what's really cool is they book you in over a series of times because there's different topics and it's all related to chiropractic, but it's not just chiropractic. And so what happens is during that talk, you've got a minimum an hour, but usually an hour and a half where people are experiencing you, but you're live, you're in person, you're in Technicolor. And what happens? That touch is higher. The connection is deeper. And, you know, often you're answering questions at the end, you know, always leave time for a Q&A. And the fabulous part is when they come in to see you in the clinic, firstly, you've already answered some questions. So you're past that preliminary get to know you. They come in and sit down and it almost feels like a second or third visit because you've had that experience. That connection has been there. So you're slightly deeper. And now you've already dropped one layer of their filter of protection, right? You've dropped that one layer of, oh, okay, I have to be a little bit scared. I'm not sure what to expect because they've already had that experience. So that's just me. I love doing health talks and lunch and learns. But if that's of interest to you, that's one of the best ways to build that connection and rapport quickly is having that touch with them be slightly higher which is different than if you're posting on social media, right? The other thing, guys, is I want you to think about a clear, consistent path. Now, some of us get on social media and we post and we're regular for about a month. Woo, boom, family hits. There's a birthday, there's a family reunion, there's a Thanksgiving, there's a Christmas party. 
And then next thing you know, it's been a month and you've done nothing. And the consistency has dropped, which is natural. It's everyday life. But if you have a clear and consistent path and you've already kind of mapped yourself forward, let's say two to three months, then when these family outings or events or things happen where unexpected, you've already got the content created and can put your content on autopilot, right? Isn't that awesome? I love it. So I have four kids. Yes, you heard me correctly. Four children. And I always say number three was a surprise and number four was a shock. (laughs) So with four kids and practicing, and of course, this wonderful podcast, timing and planning is number one. It's 100% number one on my list. So I just want to encourage you, keep a clear, consistent path so that when those unexpecteds come up, you've got content ready, can put it on autopilot, and you're good to go, right? So what is the last thing that we can think of that may help us overcome fear? Interview your patients. (laughs) So we talked a little bit about it before, where you're looking at your patient pool and you're actually seeing who you serve. And you're starting to listen and take stock about what they say. But the last thing that you can do that's super helpful for your messaging and your marketing is interview your patients or do a patient satisfaction survey. Make it anonymous if you like, or if you want people to have the ability to put their name, they can put their name as well. But it's a little bit different than testimonials, if you will, because it lets people give you feedback, right? Constructive feedback as well as the positive but it also helps them write in their own words what they find they're getting help from from you, what they love about you, things that they find unique about you. And then you can translate all of that into your messaging. And I find it like gold, to be honest. You can get so many golden nuggets from patients, the way they word things that you never would have thought of, words they use that, you know what, probably you would have considered back in chiropractic college but you totally forgot about that. And so I usually offer client satisfaction surveys every quarter. And in the beginning, if you need to toughen up your skin, (laughs) I would encourage you to pick those clients that you know are loving your service. They're having a great experience, right? To kind of dip your toe into that pool. But then over time, when you really want to increase the impact that you've created on their experience, you're going to be open to all feedback. And you'll find that it's not generally negative, but a lot of it will help you to better serve them and to grow. But overall, the words they use and the feedback they give you is fantastic. Golden nuggets for your messaging. So I hope that's been helpful, you guys. Let's just recap what we chatted about today. So let's drop the fear. It's okay if your colleagues don't get what you're saying or other people don't get what you're saying. Because when you become small and target those people that need to hear your message, your results become bigger. So what you want to do is get clear on the problem you're resolving, which you can do with all of your patients' feedback and information. You want to know the results that you can deliver and create for people, which will also come from what your patients tell you. And lastly, what solution do you have that makes those results? If you can answer those kind of three questions in your messaging, it will be so clear for people that they'll just be like, oh, I got to call this person right now. Oh, they're not open. I have to email them or Facebook message them, right? And it's really what you want to do is make the messaging clear enough that the one person that you're calling knows 
that's for me. You're talking to me. So I hope that's been helpful, guys. That's this episode on the Common Sense Practice. Feel free to subscribe or share with someone that you know can get some help. And also, I want you guys to send in those questions and email us anyone that you'd love to see interviewed, someone that you want to hear from, because we've got some exciting interviews coming up. That's all for today. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining this episode of The Common Sense Practice. Be sure to subscribe for more business and patient retention strategies to help you create the successful practice you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.